First thing that happens is the world goes black. You just hear a little snap when your neck rolls back. You don't bite your tongue off or foam at the lips. And before you hit the ground, there's a moment of bliss. It's like token a spliff. It's like shedding your skin. It's better than the best train wreck there's ever been. You have to let it in, as much as it's upsetting. To wake up with bruises you don't remember getting. You don't remember how the hell you ended up indoors. You don't Welcome to Seizure Salad, Fuster Clock Epilepticus, with test subject Micah B. The salty, slightly cynical account of Micah's shocking diagnosis with epilepsy. The synaptic jolts that shorts circuited his world and efforts to rewire his mind and create a new life. Oh, and he's going to have brain surgery. And now, Seizure Salad with your host and electrostatic meat sack, Micah B-Side. Welcome to Seizure Salad, Fuster Clock Epilepticus. I'm your host, Micah B-Side, and I'm with Mitch Kiger today as we continue our conversation about shifting perspectives on epilepsy and seizures in general. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the Hawaiians and the Maoris and into the Navajo and tribes over here. And like, they all have this similar of like, you have to build relationships with the things that you're going to be intertwined with. And so that's how I learned that, like, instead of fighting epilepsy, instead of going after it, I'm like, no, I have to build a relationship to it. I have to build an understanding so much to, it doesn't give me fear anymore. And by doing that, it's going to give me a lot of fear until I get to that point. And it's like, you know, that understanding of like, are you, that's the exchange. Are you willing to go to a lot of fear to realize that of what you're doing to create it for yourself and how to change it and how to transform it. And I went through that path for, you know, six years and for six years now, yeah, I haven't, taken any meds and um i still have a team and i still have you know i am a big proponent of research shouldn't end at the lab you know the scientific method doesn't end at their walls it should keep going and we're the ones experiencing it and i was willing to go out and do all that extreme stuff anyway before the navy you know was gone <laughs> you know all the, all those ambitions all those things are you got ripped out instantly after I got diagnosed. Right. Um, right. And it was just this months and months of like, yeah, deep depression, deep, really deep, just like thick, just muck, you know, the, the deepest slosh of a, of all your human experience just over and over again, every day and night, you just don't even want to wake up. You don't even want to be a person anymore. And I made a promise to myself. It was, a long time ago that I would never, you know, I never crossed that line and I can never commit suicide. But I came up against that wall so much, just like, I know I can't do it, but man, I want to leave. And um, it was almost this understanding of like, I got so low that the only thing, because everyone was just like trying to, you had to fake happiness, you know, around yeah. people yeah. and you have to fake things. And it gets you stuck in another rut. You know, if you can't go from depression to happiness. That's a huge jump. So it's like you, I mean, I'm not going to say you can't. You can, but it's got to be, you got to have, you got to have something. <laughs> you got to have something going on to be able to get you there. But the more rational idea is you have to at least go to anger. You have to get fire. You have to 
get something moving because depression you're just like pulling out you're just losing you're just mm -hmm. constantly energy is just being wasted on on whatever it is you keep telling yourself and i wouldn't say wasted because a lot of knowledge comes from depression a lot of gratitude later on comes from it so right, it's not like right. you know that's a big understanding too of the acceptance part especially well, with epilepsy right and and depression i mean we we have emotions we we feel ways because the body developed that out of necessity for certain situations and depression yeah. is, is helpful to uh process um tremendous loss in your life mm -hmm. things like that loved ones and and you know for those who had you know there are those um who were born with epilepsy and and mm -hmm. kind of went their whole life through it and so they never had that pre-life like um mm -hmm. thing and then then there are those who like had this life going on that they they enjoyed you know mm -hmm. you it's obvious you had you had some stuff going on that you were very very much looking forward to depression it's it's like a funeral man it's like you yeah. are mourning the loss of yeah. your former self yeah you know and it's it's something it's jojo's one of uh one of my regular co-hosts and he uh he and i talked about that at one point and it's like you know it, it's it's perfectly okay to to visit the graveyard throw down a couple of roses you know just yeah, don't, just don't sense. yeah just don't set up camp there um, right exactly yeah. <laughs> right right and to learn how to like that's another thing of like learning learning how to transform the death process so where it doesn't just mean your body dies you know it's yeah it's making that i mean i've always loved and respected and like really hold close to my heart like the symbol of the phoenix i was just thinking it exactly yeah yeah and like a lot of us i think hold that symbol because we have to recreate you know you have to be able to watch part of your life or all of what your life was or some sort of it you have to watch it burn and when you get to the point of it feels like something's burning it instead of you you know you're sitting there the victim watching something burn your life it's terrifying and then like you know I'm, I'm not like hating on that like there's a reason the victim process is there there's a reason that we use it and feel it. But like you said, don't set up camp there. It's like, yeah, okay. Something has been done in a sense because he didn't know about it and it just happens. But now that it has, ha has happened, you have influence from now on because you know. And so there becomes a change at the same time to where I wasn't the one watching it burn my life anymore. It turned into this, I got, I got angry enough to just be like, okay, if it's not going to kill me and I'm not going to do it myself, the world is my oyster. Then if I'm willing to go, then what am I willing to do? You know? And I just thought about like, regardless of money, regardless of anything else, regardless of even this, you know, what do I want to do? And I'm like, I need to go somewhere new. I need to do something completely different. I need to like change my life. And within the span of like two weeks from that decision, I was set up, had my truck packing me to go to Colorado.
resistance to my sick kids. Time to flip this shit. Depakote, Adderall, Ritalin, Pixie Sticks. I don't give a fuck what you're riding to the setting sun. Use it as a weapon when it's said and done. Seizure Salad, Foster Cluck Epilepticus is produced and hosted by Michael Ball. The song Seizure Boy, courtesy of Watsky and used with permission. Find more great music and poetry on his website, georgewatsky.com. Original logo painting by Brent Olson of Olson Studios. High-resolution MRI image of Micah's brain provided by the Rockstar Lab Techs at UC Health Neurology in Denver. Follow our podcast, like our Facebook page, whatever floats your boat, just keep listening. And join us again soon for another episode of Seizure Salad. Until then, unexpect the expected and remember that it's all in your head. You ever had a grand mal seizure in gym class? That whiplash back when life was dishing out pimp slaps? Fed up and we've all been better, but I'm set to step up, never let up, cause the fall is just a setup now to get up. Regret will never get the better of me with the sawed off. When I'm having trouble talking, someone knocks my writer's block off. And if my my eyes glaze and my knees drift south And you ever think to stick a credit card in my mouth I take MasterCard and Visa for my risk rewards I'm not biting my tongue, why don't you bite yours? It's all too much